Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and you are about to enjoy a brand new episode of The Sand Podcast, an episode which I am unashamed to say is one of my favorite that we have done. We talked a little bit about the Dubai CrossFit Championship, which is coming up uh, this week, actually, as well as you know how Dave Castro programs uh, a whole lot of curveballs for athletes who you know may be expecting him to do one thing, and he does a completely different thing. But we also talked a little bit about AI and conspiracy theories and all of that back half of the episode is really, really interesting stuff. We really enjoyed that part of it. Hope you guys enjoy it too, and we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to this episode of Satan Approves Necrophilia, which is yeah. that's clear totally that's clearly accurate. a true statement. That's yeah. the best one we've had so far. That's a winner. <laughs> the person who sent this in, uh Kim Peterson. I'm so happy it wasn't uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I thought from, it was Kyle again. Yeah. <laughs> from uh from Denmark. He says, Hey dude, I've been following you guys for years now, and it's really cool to see where this fitness thing is taking you. Uh, followed Sand since the first lost episode, so he knows <laughs> he knows our dark secrets. Mm. That's right. That's why it's so. That's why his title is so good. That's right. His his Sand fandom goes deep. He says uh, all the way from Denmark. Not sure how many of us there are actually took the phrase "tired is enough" mm-hmm. as a team name at a local CrossFit comp <laughs> earlier this year. So Fuck we yeah. have international influence. Right. Mm-hmm. There have been so many good Sand names. So not sure if this one has been mentioned before. Maybe the Mo- the Bogart brother- brothers can appreciate the metal vibe. I, I certainly do. do. I also think it's a good template for other things. Satan approves something <laughs> that has starts with an N. There's got to be lots of options <laughs> yeah. there. I'd say you sh- you should start with a, a good solid a good solid verb for the A. I think that are some of our strongest titles. You got a good verb, you know, to approve in the middle, and that way you you got you got a lot of options. Because if it's an as or an A or anything like that. Yeah. Not 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 as not it's as good. It's less exotic. Yes, it's less exactly. exotic. The the exotic nature of Satan mm-hmm. approving necrophilia. I, I also like to think of it almost like a large bureaucracy. Like mm-hmm. at some point at the beginning of time, all the possible actions were laid out ahead of Satan mm-hmm. and ahead of God and they're just like, All right, well we have to divvy this up between the two of us somehow. Mm-hmm. God was like, Oh my God, fuck fucking a dead body. No, definitely <laughs> not. So he was like, wait a second. Pass that one over here. Yep, we'll put that in my pile. <laughs> I want to see that again. We got we got to get everything into these two buckets. We got to get in a God bucket or a Satan bucket. Uh, so we like, can I have? Can I see a demonstration of this? Could you make one of the angels do this real quick? <laughs> I see what you're doing here, Satan. That's not going to work. No, I just want to just want to know. Yep. I just want to know if this is one of my things or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, orange juice belongs to Satan. You guys did not know that. You assumed it was a God thing, but no. If you've ever had orange juice, you're going to hell. So. Sure. The fucked up thing is orange juice belongs to Satan, but orange juice immediately after brushing your teeth, total God thing. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> you know what I'll see? Uh, what a creeper. Nitro cold brew. Satan approves nitro cold God brew. Damn right, I think he that's does. Hard yeah, to he does. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, he devil does. sauce right here. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, wait, so is our one Danish fan? Is he like exceptionally tall and handsome, like the rest of his country? Uh, probably. But like he's like a four in Denmark. Yeah. But I, he like looks just like Giannis. I'm gonna. <laughs> is that what <laughs> that's it is? Really, that's he, a really he, good question. He's a four in Denmark. He's a nine in Texas, and he's an eleven in Michigan. Uh, he doesn't. Okay. Well, first of all, his personality is probably. Great. Great, because he yes. doesn't have any pictures of himself on here. Um, mm-hmm. He has one picture of himself, and he just looks like yeah, he he looks like a normal a normal uh, Northern European fella. Mm-hmm. So Kim, congratulations so on Texas Nine, right? On on being a Texas Nine, yeah, he <laughs> would definitely be a Texas Nine. But his personality is definitely a Texas Nine because there is no there's no like self fulfilling prophecy. That's how you should just photos of yourself. That's a classy ass Instagram. Yeah. No selfies at all. No selfies at all. Just just. It, 
I he, give it a three. He hides <laughs> he hides the darkness deep within. That's right. Which is really where the metal vibes yeah, come from. Yeah, put it out there on Front Street. Yeah. yeah. Imagine well, if Cliff would have never let the world see the Cliff arm. That's true. You can't hide that. Can't that's hide an that. impossible well, that's good, thing to hide anyway. That's you. a good point. I think that if you should if you post photos of photos or videos of yourself, it needs to be uh, fitness or fitness related things because then you're doing something. It's not purely about vanity. There's no vanity whatsoever in people posting videos of them lifting heavy weights. <laughs> And doing good times. Not at all. It's just, it's like it's a utility. How it's else the am most I selfless thing you could do? Exactly. How else is Kyle going to make it to the gym it's if a I don't post a workout? It's a bit. gift. It's a gift you're giving to everybody, and it's a gift giving season, motherfuckers. Goddamn so. right. It's how else am I going to record my my times and my weights if not Thank by you. recording it on video and posting it to Instagram? And so. also, how else are you going to? subtly flex on everybody with your 390 by 3 back squat. Oh yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Waiting that's been for that quadri- quadricep to explode. We're going to see what I happens, you guys. We're going to see what happens. Not About, that I want to see it explode. Yeah. I uh for really I've been I've been squatting like yeah, kind of. Well, here's <laughs> and, but all the more reason, you know what's going to happen if the quadricep explodes? I'm going to get it on video this time. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm going to be in every gym fail compilation on uh for the rest of time because yeah. it'll eventually I'll post it to the internet and then someone will 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 take it and uh make a thing out of it. So, there you go. I love it. Yeah. I want to uh, see it. I see the the <laughs> the thing I've been trying to avoid happening for the past year has finally happened. Like I for the first time for some reason that I don't know what, I'm like yeah, my quad will probably be fine. <laughs> and so now I'm just squat. Like every time I would get around 350 or whatever for any number of reps, I'm like, uh, I feel nervous here. Let's just back this off. And now for some reason the other day, it just wasn't there. And I'm like, you know what? Let's start adding more weight to this and see uh, see, see where see we can mean? take it. Yeah, you know, the, there's yeah. a phrase, that there's a, there's an idea in like skydiving and uh, in in uh, like free, free soloing, mm-hmm. rock climbing. Um, about avoiding complacency like the moment you get complacent it's mm-hmm. like those easy things yeah. that you're complacent about that are the things that kill you because everything we've learned about free soloing we've learned of course from the all the, the promotional blitz for that Alex Honnold movie yes but, um, but also but, I, I was I was watching a video of uh, 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 Andy Stump uh-huh. posted on Jesus his Instagram Christ. of uh-huh. this lady going like tandem skydiving yeah. and the harness wasn't attached properly yeah, so yeah. she like fell through the harness and uh-huh. like the only thing attached between her and the guy that she was tandem attached to was like her legs like through like a hoop so she oh, was basically yeah. like in a curled like hanging off a bar doing like a curl position uh-huh. off of this guy thousands of feet are you talking about the hang glide video that i sent Mm-mm, you guys that's oh, a different one. Video. Oh, okay. the hang glide video is same deal yeah yeah dude fa- dude uh hang gliding not strapped yeah. in at all and suddenly is just hanging off yeah, yeah, yeah. of the bar with one hand. That mm-hmm. was an intense video, and that made like I could feel what that like. You see that guy hanging onto that bar, and he's just thousands can't. of feet below him. I just don't understand why he didn't let go. Like Immediately. the second that he realized, he's yeah. like, "Oh, this is probably going to be okay." Well, th- well, I mean, <laughs> by the time it appeared that by the time they realized, because what was interesting, and I love, I love the video that that guy put together, because he does a really great job of contextualizing everything that's going to happen. He's like, I was here. He puts up these title cards. Like, I was uh, in Switzerland on vacation. We decided. Little did I know, I wasn't strapped into the hang glider. So the hang glider pilot, because it's like a two-person, it's like a tandem hang glide. So he runs, takes off. The guy's like holding on, but like 
trying to, but doesn't realize there's no right. like his he's, harness he's is not attached. He's holding on to the he's yeah. holding on to the the pilot. He's like, yeah. well, I guess maybe I'll just hold on to the pilot yeah. right now. And then they realize that his legs are just dangling. He's, he's just dangling. Even... <laughs> yeah. So he's literally holding on to the pilot and this bar. So you see that the pilot is like. Like by the time they realize they're 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 a hundred feet off the ground, and he, the pilot's trying to turn back over land, but it's like whoop because this is like they're Picks at the edge of a valley. Air. Yeah, and so instead <laughs> the wind takes them, and it go it goes from them being a hundred feet off the ground to going out over this beautiful Swiss <laughs> Valley, <laughs> just gorgeous Swiss Valley, and they're like all of a sudden they're like three hundred feet off the ground, and they're j- and this guy's hanging on, and the pilot's trying, and he's in a fucking hang glider, so what can he do? So he's just like points it at the gr- at like a, a point on the ground and starts bringing her in and you're just watching this guy cling as hard as he can to this bar apparently he tore his what did he tear his he left said he bicep, tore his bicep yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just from hanging that from yeah. that hard yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. I, I believe it hang he, hard he he hung uh he hung basically one-handed off of a bar for a little under two minutes yeah. with no chalk and sweat yeah. dripping out of every pore of his yeah. body. So now was it the pilot who was the one who fucked up yep. by not yes. hooking him in? Oh, okay. That's what he says, yeah. So despite his uh, efforts to save the guy there, um, that's about as that's the second hardest fail you can do as a pilot for one of I'd those I'd say things. as a hang glide pilot, that's <laughs> the first pilot number one. Is, no, no, I'd first, say it's number two. The, no, number, number one, one is, would be the guy fucking falls and oh, dies. Yeah. But oh. that, nevertheless, <laughs> oh, yeah. what more could you do to facilitate that fail happening than not hook the Mistake guy up. Mistake one was becoming yeah. a fucking hand climb. <laughs> listen, you've no, already given one up. Was You're being... complacent in life to begin with, if that's your thing. Mistake one was being Swiss. Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I, I... <laughs> I can't fault the pilot because I, I don't know how Chase dumb that little, guy was. Chase is like, I don't know. I like their hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers, yeah. they're yeah. goddamn yeah. watches. Fuck yeah. them. Uh, uh, yeah, that I, that guy, that guy's fucking crazy. And uh, I I think that there needs to be a, a challenge involved in seeing who can actually recreate that dude's hang because that yeah. that's pretty fucking. I feel like that's hard to do. Hanging for I don't, two minutes by one hand. Off legally, of a bar. I don't know if our infrastructure is ready to take on that type of risk of <laughs> challenging people to recreate this video. Plus, by the way, plus you don't know what kind of forces. Like, what if like the wind is the shaking that wind shit around? Is for fuck sure, messing yeah. you up. And plus, so all the gear. So, like, I'm ima- not saying recreate it on a hang glider. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. The gym. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine hanging from a bar at the gym with one hand and like wrap a towel around for the other hand because he's kind of like hanging on to the pilot or something that just tests your grip. And then the whole time someone's just punching you in the face yes. to recreate the wind. Oh, no. And, and but, but think someone's about this. playing Russian roulette with you the whole time. <laughs> someone Or someone someone has a forklift attached to either side of the bar and is sort of shaking the bar up and down the whole time trying to get you off of it. Don't like forget that's... the high-powered fan blowing in his face. Yes. There you okay, go. so uh-huh. you get the fattest person in your gym to try and do yeah. muscle-ups right next to you as you're hanging on that yeah. bar on that rig and then you have the the fan blowing your face and people with like with brooms like pushing <laughs> leaves. <laughs> I, t- I saw you point at me when you said fattest person trying to muscle up. There yeah. are no other three hundred pound crossroads. You have to, have to, you have to be us. actively pissing your pants while someone's above you pissing on you. <laughs> <as well. laughs> and plus, someone's coming up with like a handful of powdered Swiss mist and just antiquing you in the face. <laughs> the person above you is just yelling things in Swiss at you. <laughs> plus, there's a bunch of clocks in to you. What are they, what, is it French or it's French or German that they speak in, the, in that country, right? It's like a half of the country speaks French, half the country speaks German. I don't know. Please don't, know. don't ask me that question and expose um, how imagine, I, little yeah, I know about yeah. Switzerland. You have to have someone, a Frenchman yelling 
yelling at you, Sacre bleu! <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and you know what that video proves, though, is we all have a lot more fitness in our reserve tank than we realize. Because there's any circumstance, you put that guy on a bar, you ask him to hang on for that long, he would say that is physically impossible. So yeah. no one is trying, a, no one's giving 100% ever, unless you're hanging from a hang glider. Yeah, it reminded me of... Uh, the Office. Mm-hmm. None of you watch The Office, no. but uh, there's a character Toby, who's the HR guy who Michael Scott hates, and mm-hmm. he leaves to go to Costa Rica for the summer. And his third day in Costa Rica, he goes ziplining and wasn't properly tied in, so he <laughs> breaks his neck and spends his entire summer in a Costa Rican hospital <laughs> watching Spanish soap operas he doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen the beach. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, poor guy. But um, I guess. If you really want to, you know, circle it back to fitness, like, you know, if that guy can do that, of course you could probably deadlift 500 pounds. Just go pick the fucking bar up. How yep. hard could that be, right? Yeah, 100%. Just imagine you have to do that in order to survive that moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know Chase could. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Chase I, could. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Chase has a competition coming up this weekend, actually. Yeah. By the yeah. time this comes out, the competition will have been over and you guys have won. Presumably. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is it? What is it you got going on, Chase? We're going to the Lone Star Shootout up at uh, CrossFit Big D. And yeah, yeah. Chase cool. Ingram's gym. Big D. <laughs> also, <laughs> Chase Ingram, is he going? He probably won't be there because he's in Dubai. Yeah, he's going to be in. Anyway. Well, Who's? yeah, he's probably already in Dubai. Wow. Competition starts next week, so he's probably out there already. I'm going to steal mm-hmm. a whole bunch of shit because he's not there. Nice. Uh, but I think there's like 30 RX teams hmm. of uh, two, two males, two females. But nice. uh, it's it's my same squad that went to regionals, except we swapped nice. one of the chicks. Uh, should be fun. Should Excellent. be fun. I'll like po- if it goes well, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> if it goes bad, we'll pretend like it, it never happened. It got yeah. rained out. It's a good thing we're getting the word out though, so that my parents, hopefully my mother, can show up and support Chase. Yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, uh, on the competition, Sand Nation. Sand Nation. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring. We'll bring. I won't be there, but <laughs> in spirit, I'll be there with Capri Suns and orange slices. For the team, you know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that's what we need. But <laughs> sort of just spiritual orange slices. Spiritual orange slices. Which we know are those, those spirits come straight from hell. Orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> oh, way to bring that back. That that's was good. Right. Nice Yo, there's, I always got it in the chamber. So there's an event mm-hmm. uh, that has sandbags. It's a final event. And they uh, they basically have it set up that you have to do like X amount of sandbag toss at each weight going down the lane. So they use mm-hmm. the same lane size as mm-hmm. regionals. But immediately after the sandbags, you have to do a 50-foot handstand walk through that same lane. And you're not allowed to move your sandbags. Oh. So, oh Wait, you okay. have to toss the sandbags? Yeah, you have to clean it. Like, oh, throw, okay. it, throw it over your shoulder. So, uh, I'm so just, you, have I'm just, o- you have to go over the sandbags? Is that the idea? I have no idea. Around. And I'm just envisioning all the other teams in their lanes throwing sandbags right beside you as your handstand walking <laughs> <laughs> through this battlefield. Just envisioning a lot of people just doing their handstand walks and, <laughs> and they fall over. I mean, I'm yeah. saying if, if we're not in first in that event, your boy might launch a 100-pound <laughs> sandbag into lane three. That's the strategy portion is uh, how do you take out your competition by hurling sandbags at them? You know, because it's, it's, there's a mental component. You watched Itania. Not just... Uh, that is one thing that that this sport has always been lacking. It's the ability to really play some defense. Mm-hmm. Was Pat was Pat Vellner? Re- did he really lose track of that plate at, at that right? Games? Or was he just rolling it out towards Fraser in hopes? Wasn't okay. 
Should we just throwing sandbags at people is just made me think of something. <laughs> should we incorporate water balloons into CrossFit yes. competition? It's a test of accuracy and it's simultaneously a test of power because if the water balloon doesn't break on contact, uh, clearly there wasn't enough oomph behind it. Yeah, well, wasn't there... A, there was a throwdown early on in CrossFit days where the final event was dodgeball. I just remember hearing people complain about that. I don't know how many... If there were elite athletes, I just remember maybe it was hearing the Misfit guy talking about it. Like, he'd sent some athletes in this competition. Mm. And like, it was back in that the early days of CrossFit where it was like, we're still trying to figure out what the yeah. hell this competition unknown is. And unknowable. It was like, unknown and unknowable. Last event was dodgeball. Scale nation if you... snatching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think one a team event certainly should be either that or a dunk tank where every person on the team needs to get their chance to get dunked, but the other team uh, throw with the uh, no, yeah, but, yeah, with the, with their with their teammates throwing things at the thing. I'm fucked. Yeah, you guys want to hear a funny story about the time uh, oh. I saw a dunk tank get set on fire at my friend's house? Holy fuck! That's yes, I do. What's supposed to happen? So, um, so. <laughs> So it was at my friend Brandon's uh, birthday, I believe it was. He was having a big party. He has a big backyard. What's uh, Brandon's last up. name? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually it's Brandon Thomas. Um, <laughs> you, he, he, he had nothing to do with it being set on fire. So other people had, I forget, I think it was like a big birthday. Maybe it was his 30th. I don't remember. Um, but there was like a dunk tank in the ba- in the backyard, like that they had rented, and some other like carnival style games and things. And so we're all like taking churns, we're throwing stuff. Cool. There is also in the backyard uh, a fire pit where there is a fire. And as the evening wore on, there was a little fire going, etc. There was also a lot of drinking going on at this party. A lot of inebriated individuals. Hard so as the fire began to die down. Someone and I have no idea who this is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. He's a friend of a friend, I guess. I don't remember his name at all. Someone is, I guess, passing through the garage. Picks up. Here's the turn. A can of gasoline. Of course they do. Goes over to the fire, and this drunk individual attempts to. And this is not like a raucous Austin dirtbags fucking college party this is like these are all people in their 30s all professionals who are having a good time and someone decides to carry a gas can over to the fire so what happens that is he att- fucks yeah <laughs> he pours the gas and immediately the thing that you uh, that any fucking one over the age of 15 who's ever who knows what happened happens that immediately lights the gas on fire it burns up the stream it dun, lights dun. The, it lights <laughs> the end of the, the, the spout right part. it becomes a flame yeah. thrower it basically looks like a molotov cocktail immediately because the whole spout thankfully it doesn't explode yeah immediately. i thought that's what was gonna happen i, I thought it was gonna happen in there he'd be fucked yeah that's the really thing. really eventually so fucked. the whole spout is burning so what does he do in response to this no no, no 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 even worse oh. he just lets go and the can falls into the fire pit not <laughs> thankfully on the fire but it's just sitting there at the edge of the fire pit uh burning and just like it, like a foot away from actual flames so my buddy dave dave blue garcia great dude he <laughs> runs up he is also drunk and he has that kind of drunk confidence and he says i know how to fix this problem so he runs up <laughs> grabs the gas can <laughs> charges over to the dunk tank <laughs> he hurls the flaming gas can full of gasoline into the water 
And Viva la revolution! Exactly. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately. Now, again, I, I get it, because it's like, there's fire on this thing, we gotta put it out, there's a tank of water 20 that's, feet away. That's not how gas fires yes, work. But that's like, immediately, immediately, all of the gas rises to the surface, and... and you know in movies when things blow up and there's a giant <laughs> fireball that goes up? That is literally what happened. A giant whoosh! The entire back... It goes from nighttime to daytime in the backyard. And the entire surface of this like four foot tall, by, like four foot by four foot by four foot cube of water is just ablaze. And it just burns off slowly. And then, this is the best part, and this is, Dave is still sore about this to this day. Uh, is that like it burns the fucking thing and like the the lining of the uh, the dunk tank has been like singed and there's like little burn holes in it and uh, and then for the rest of the party into the next couple of days the narrative of including that of like uh, some of the uh, ladies who had rented the dunk tank was uh, what happened that asshole Dave set the dunk tank on fire so we <laughs> lost our deposit and Dave was like what about the guy who was pouring gasoline onto the that fucking sucks. campfire I'm and, your damn hero <laughs> and people are like hitting him up like for you know and anyway so it's a whole thing but uh, so yeah that was a fun experience I don't you know, there are certain aspects of drinking I miss and certain aspects I don't. And that is definitely an aspect that I miss a lot. Because <laughs> that was fun as hell for me. Oh, dude. You, um, listen, you either you either uh, die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Dave. Sorry, Dave. But the revolution lives on. The revolution <laughs> lives on. Um, let's, uh, let's get into some fitness talk, guys. Goddamn right. Uh, mm-hmm. Has anything been happening in the world of fitness? We know when the open is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why that's exciting. Is, is that news? It's been on the game side the, for a while. The, no, no, no. no we actually okay. have the official dates for the open, mm-hmm. but okay. it's no different than it has been for the past yeah. like like five years. We already yeah, okay. okay. Basically, uh, the open is going to take place starting at the end of February and through March. Yeah. If you're watching the video right now, you just watched Kyle flash his delicious body. Plus, if you know when Armin edits the video later, if you notice my sweatshirt just disappeared, that's because I took it off. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really strange edits in this in these videos. Uh, but yeah, so we now know the. We now I should have waited for when you stopped the camera mm-hmm. and then taken it off. Peek behind the curtain, you guys. Yeah. Periodically, we stop the recording. Yeah, I think uh, I think they probably knew that by now. Did they not the I don't think anybody watches time. this show. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, we definitely know no. um, <laughs> the. The open dates have been announced, and so athletes now know when to cycle off. I guess here's, okay. here's the thing: we don't actually. I was I was thinking about this. I was talking to um, Justin LaFranco yesterday. Uh, bef- after after friend on of the, the pod. minute friend of the pod, Justin LaFranco with with Morning Second Chicago. Yes, third we're, guest. We we're talking to him like uh, really sort of throwing information back and forth, and this mm-hmm. idea came up from from him that we're now essentially starting the season like we're deep in the 2019 season a week from now there will be crossfit games qualified athletes and teams already mm. that's going to be a thing that already exists Crazy. no fucking rule book <laughs> still have no details yeah. onto like if you qualify as a team and then follow up a qualification as an individual do you get to pick mm-hmm. do you do which what happens the other direction if you qualify as an individual in one of these early events and then qualify as a national champion do mm-hmm. you get 
does the second place person from the event get in there or does the second place person from the nation get in there? <laughs> and it's like there are all mm-hmm. these details that are really fucking important to yeah. like the 10 or 15 people that it actually matters to not available yeah. for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> what what if CrossFit's playing like a long game and it's just like this time in May they're going to reveal when well, we're not doing the CrossFit game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all water balloons and dodgeball from here, you guys. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I, I think it's really fascinating where we've seen this upheaval in the CrossFit game season and it's it's had some really interesting concepts behind it, but it also has been like kind yeah. of really unprofessional. Well, each each thing individually makes sense, but like any system, like things affect other things. And I think the example you brought up is great. It's kind of hard to strategize your year when you're like, I'm not sure... So if so-and-so, if like, well, if Tia wins this event, but then she's also top 20 in the Open, where is there an extra spot? Is the extra spot in the Open? Is it the second place person for this event? And it's, I imagine if you're a, say, a Jacob Hepner, for instance, you know, that this would uh, make it kind of difficult to plan things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it would. I think it would make, yeah. make it difficult to plan I mean, things. I think their default mode should be the more inclusive in terms of game invites there. So since they apparently are going to be inviting a very large number of people to the games. That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah, so it should be, you know, you win an event. If you win two events, well, the second place person at the other event is the one who gets the invite, et cetera, et cetera. That makes... Because if, if like 500 yeah, people... Yeah, but does that, doesn't that also game. apply to the guy who came in 21st at the Open, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. where do you... So it's like, if let's say in exactly that example, you have the second place person who finished to whomever, Tia, mm-hmm. and then you have the person who came in 21st in the Open. So which one of those people is, is the more inclusive choice? The to, more inclusive choice is the most mm. people. So it's like... But, there, but, but I'm just saying, like, I get most people, but they should add a person, but which... Of those two, which one of those two Tia spots would therefore be uh, taken? Oh, yeah, I guess it just depends. I, I feel like there's probably going to be benefits of accepting the open mm. uh, invitation versus being a uh, individual or qualifier yeah, yeah. champion. Well, I believe, I think, no, it's, I think the, it's other the other way around. around. The other way around. If, you, if you qualify through uh, a one of the Sanction throwdowns, events, yeah. you get higher seats. No, no, that's what I was saying. Each, each one's going to have like a benefit that... Mm-hmm. that the athlete can be like, Tia will be like, well, I'd rather have the benefit of winning this qualifier mm-hmm. versus the, the open. Um, and then it would just be, they'll pull people from, from the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it'll yeah. be the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. I mean, for a person like Matt Fraser, for example, who is most likely going to win Dubai, most likely going to win the I'm not open on wood for this in guy the States, for no reason. most likely going to win the Rogue Invitational, mm-hmm. That's three spots this guy is essentially hoarding, mm-hmm. right? Good he, for him. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. right? So I think he should donate one of those to one of the four of us, yes. personally speaking. No, but, I don't yeah. want to go. Yeah. No I want Chase to go. to go and get crushed at the game. Well, fuck off, Chase. Chase. You'll be in the top half after Chase. the first day. No, no, no. Incorrect. Chase is, a, Chase is, two, is, is, is not a good baseline. I think the best thing what we should do is invite either Cliff or I to compete. Therefore, it will make CrossFit look way more impressive because there will be just... Like, you'll see what a baseline human being looks like doing these events. Yeah, I'm just going like, to get hurt and discouraged you know. the entire weekend. Yeah. No. 
You guys can't even do half the stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't which would be more entertaining to see like a re- to see a really fit regional level athlete? I think, I think plus, plus ha- we know, know we know half those uh, CrossFit HQ folks don't like me personally. So they'd like to see me be uh, be humiliated <laughs> and stuff at the game. What they so, don't yeah. know is that you cannot be humiliated. Yeah. Exactly. I have no I have no shame. You have yeah. you, there's there's no there's nothing there to squash. Yeah. You're just like yeah no I I'm not good at this. It doesn't matter. This mm-hmm. isn't important. <laughs> But I think you guys are overestimating. I just have fun mugging for the crowd there. Yeah, that's right. I think you guys are overestimating how good the field is going to be at the games because that's another thing that I've been I've been really mulling over is this idea that like my biggest complaint about the games over the past, you know, basically the entirety of its existence. The my biggest complaint of the season has been we're missing out on some of the top athletes even being there. Like the Travis Mayers of the world being one of the best athletes across like the regional performances, but not being at the mm-hmm. games has always been like a shame. I think that's happened twice in a row. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when you look at it that way, it doesn't affect the top like, I don't know, 12 to 15 athletes in the world. But it certainly affects those guys that are going to be in those like, you know, maybe uh, harder to qualify bigger performance on the day of type mm-hmm. dudes. And so. You know when you when you break down the actual people going to the games, I think Cliff brings up a really good point, which is just invite a lot of people. It like mm-hmm. the more people that go, the act the, the better it's going to be. As long as their scoring and logistics is like set up to handle it, mm-hmm. the more people are there, the better it's going to be because they're going to be fucking just culling the field every event. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically going to be like, all right, after every event, we're cutting this thing down in half. Like, all right, we're going from mm-hmm. two or 300 athletes, 150 athletes, 150 to 75 athletes. I'd say, possibly. I'd say that they, if they do it that way per event, then it's going to have to, then the events, at least in the early going, are going to have to be somewhat well-rounded because let's just say the first event is a long ass run as it often is mm-hmm. well then you could have some very unfit people who not mm-hmm. not crossfit fit people who nevertheless are perhaps really good at long distance running Fuck it. Who might make yeah. the top the half first there. event should be the entire men's and women's field all at once doing the crit race Give them all bicycles. Oh, yeah. Let's see what Actually, happens. Oh, no, no. I, by the way, I don't think... I, have, <laughs> I mentioned that? this on the pod before, but in Madison, Wisconsin, this year, just uh, just uh, last month, uh, for the first time, I think ever in a while, the uh, NCAA cross-country championships took place in Madison, Wisconsin. So the cross-country course there, right, right in the same town, would be pretty damn good for the uh, CrossFit folks' takeover. So given that the NCAA cross-country championships happened in Madison this year, and also given that, if assuming Dave Castro is still programming the games, he has a propensity for programming events from other sports into the CrossFit games, it seems a no-brainer that he has the entire field run that cross-country course because that's designed for a whole <laughs> bunch of people to run at the same time. I think that's the exact reason why you'll never see it happen. <laughs> Castro's like super... Um, what's the nice way of saying this? Contrarian. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, he's like really prideful of his creativity in these things, mm. uh, which is not a bad thing. And so I think he he sees sort of like what the obvious move is. I like how you use the pejorative form of proud and then said it's not a bad thing. Prideful. Hello. Hello. Oh, this it's is if you guys are watching the uh, the video. This is our. This is my new puppy. Katie puppy. and I have a new puppy, and is this is puppy? Bowie, and he's a little muppet. He's a new doodle. He's so fucking cute. Um, Look at these polls. Look at these polls if you're watching this visually. 
if if you're if you're just listening to this, just <laughs> imagine a snuffleopagus you know in baby form. Hi, Bubba. Hi, Bubba. Say something for the say something for the pod, Bowie. I don't think he speaks yet. He's a man of few <laughs> words. This Bowie is. Uh, yeah. So you took my regionals. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I think the thing about um, Castro's and, and it's weird. The dog just called Armin a shill. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why. He's he's uh, he's gonna do the opposite of what people expect, and sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing because a lot of people have been like, "Hey, man, why not just do like." A mile time trial. Let's fucking see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like we've been talking about this for a long time. Let's see. Let's see what occurs. And yeah, he's never actually he done like, it, right? He kind of directly doesn't want to have something that where the athletes could be directly compared, compared to exactly. people in other ath- in, in other disciplines. Right. Even the things that are like the CrossFit total, where there is a max squat or there is a max deadlift. Those are all. It's like, oh well, we had short time frame, and it was after doing these events, and it was before this, and it was like, you know, you know, the, uh, paired together with these. Uh, these movements or mm-hmm. in these conditions, right? Mm-hmm. There's always some sort of a, um, there's always some sort of a caveat there, and yeah, uh, yeah. protects the prestige of these athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't want to compare 2K row times actual 2K rowers. Fuck no, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no way you don't. Um, the, what the, sub six is possible? There are some. <laughs> there there are some uh, domains in which CrossFitters are are damn fucking good like mm-hmm. margo alvarez's r- marathon row was one of the best of the year uh, as recorded by concept two yeah but that's just compared to the ones that are like i think doing it in those competitions there might be you know, i don't know how that compares to actual like i don't know if they ever actually do mm-hmm. marathon row competition yeah, why would you because it's dumb oh, yeah. i agree <laughs> uh, it's, it's a dumb endeavor altogether i mean has anyone done a marathon row prior to that being programmed no, i the think games? they were the first hundred people to ever row a marathon that would um, make sense that would make a lot of sense <laughs> but yeah if, if you wanted to make it slightly different than the say the cross-country championships all backwards you, no 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 all, all you need is uh it's just running the cross-country course Except at the uh, beginning of it, everyone has to deadlift body weight once. And then that would automatically <laughs> make them differentiated entirely <laughs> from all of the athletes running the. So, uh, basi- so basically, like all the field that you want to eliminate just never leaves the <laughs> starting gate on the run. You know, it's like your, your, your entry point. Well, I'm just like, uh, I, think, I think all the field that we're trying to eliminate would be able to deadlift body weight. I'm just I'm just ripping on those skinny long distance runs. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying is that uh well, I guess I wonder cuz a long distance runner probably weighs like what, like 85 pounds. Uh, they, so. they, most of the most yeah. of the men run, weigh in the 120 to 170 range mm. on the high. Cuz a lot of them don't understand tall. how they're getting to the games in the yeah. first place. No. Uh, fittest in their country. They're going to uh, win a lot of because because <laughs> the fittest in the so country, just a the tiny Lithuanian man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be that bad. Someone, I actually, so I posted, I posted the open, um, the open dates on YouTube, and someone was like, "What happens if your country doesn't have an affiliate?" I'm like, I, I don't know, man. If you're that good, like if you're so fucking good as a CrossFitter, and your country doesn't have an affiliate. Maybe you'll get an invite. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that seems like a very you narrow just slice. Back, back and told him that he's not actually doing CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, technically, well, you're, you're not, not actually, actually doing, doing the CrossFit, CrossFit <laughs> training. You're not participating in CrossFit training in that case, actually. Um, uh, what countries don't have affiliates? There's like two. There's like a, about half of the countries in the world don't yeah. have affiliates. I'm telling you, CrossFit Djibouti, that is our, that is our play. That is our play. We mm-hmm. need to open that shit up. CrossFit Djibouti. 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 I'm telling you, there's probably a CrossFit affiliate in Djibouti. 
with a guy that's heard our show and he's just super pissed. He's, he's like, these <laughs> fucking fat fucks think they can beat me. <laughs> he, he can't be that pissed. He knows. He's been fighting fucking tigers and shit. No, he's <laughs> training like Ivan Drago right now, just waiting for the games. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, Speaking of fighting tigers, I think that's one of the events at Dubai. Uh, Ooh. No, so Dubai is starting well, th- They week. definitely need to have something. This is not racist, but something involving... <laughs> Dude, you can't preface any statement like that without magnifying the racism of the following sentence. That's my sentence. role in the show, just so you know. <laughs> so go on. What is, what is the sentence that... Uh, that we're going to be well, I'm uh, ignoring they're, they're, they're the casual in, racism they're in. They're, it's not. It's not racist at all. It's just a practical reality of you know you're in the desert there. But if you're involved an animal, it would definitely have to involve camels in uh. some form or fashion. There need to be some sort of I don't know riding a camel or camel carry dunes, camel <laughs> carry team mm-hmm. camel carry mm-hmm. uh, something like that. No, no, it's not going to. Dubai. Oh no, I know what it is. I know what it is. If anyone has seen Conan the Barbarian, the greatest test of strength and manliness that exists is, can you knock out a camel unconscious with one punch? (laughs) (laughs) Arnold managed to do it in that movie. Therefore, that is a straightforward test of both power and accuracy. It's true. uh, Line those camels up. I don't see see any way that that goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh uh Well, if you lose, you don't deserve to win anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. And it could even be averaged or uh, evened out between the sexes there. Men have to throw a punch. Women can throw a kick. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. Go on, Chase. If Noah was at Dubai and had to ride a camel, rest assured that camel would be missing a fucking leg. And everybody else is a stock with four legs. (laughs) (laughs) He would just pull the wrong. Like if Pat Vellner. Pat Vellner was riding one of those camels, like one of its hooves would just roll away while he was walking. Down. Oh, very cool! Like, like his camel somehow they, fell down a cargo net that came out of nowhere. They uh, they show up, they show up to the the pins, and uh, all the camels lined up. Noah t- goes to his pin. The camel is just dead with flies buzzing around it, and he looks, and the promoters are like, "Shit happens." I'm sorry, you know, unknown and unknowable. And the rest, but of the, the camel does need to make it across the finish line, so start pulling. <laughs> dude, the dude like unwraps like his. Like face covering from the desert, and it's Dave Caster. He's like, "Sorry, man, sucks for you. Good luck." Rest of the broadcast, they just keep focusing in on Noah, fucking being astonished at this and being upset. They're like, "He's such a crybaby." Why can't he kill this cool? If if this was any other athlete, they would be able to just pick up that camel and drag its corpse across the desert. No, like halfway halfway through the desert, the, halfway through the desert, the camel dies. And he says, like, what's going on? They bring in the camel expert. The camel says, this camel choked to death. He opens up the camel's mouth. He reaches inside. And what's inside? A bike pedal inside the camel's throat. And he goes, Castro! And then David Blaine pops up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually exactly what's going to happen. Um, I think that's why Noah and Patrick Vellner are not going to Dubai, because they know that, that any, sort of, uh, any sort of chance mistakes there is uh, is catastrophic, absolutely mm-hmm. catastrophic. Plus, boy howdy, can there be a lot of catastrophic things that going wrong in uh, in Dubai? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the events. So so far, as of this recording, I think we know two events. I have a lot of questions about one of those events. <laughs> one of the events yep. is uh, uh, it's twenty one fifteen nine double kettlebell snatch and then double kettlebell front squat mm-hmm. into a three hundred and twenty meter <laughs> swim. 
Wait, d- d- okay. It's that's 320? Right. Yeah. I think uh, that's so 350. Kettlebell- or 350. Sorry, 350. Wait, double kettlebell snatch. Double kettlebell snatch. So that's yeah. just going ground to overhead with two kettlebells? Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like a- kettlebell in each hand, and yep. it's from the hip. Oh, okay. Oh, but are you doing that wide stance thing where you have oh, yeah. things go between oh, yeah, your yeah, legs? Yeah. If you go out, you'll fuck yourself up. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, I can't even... It's it's okay. not it's not too bad once you figure like once you All figure right. out the movement it's like oh, well, I, okay. got it's one, have I want the one punch. kettlebell snatch I just can't think of how to handle it with the two things such that they don't interfere with each other see it yeah you, you have to you have to have a really good punch for it to land in the right position mm. if you're if you're like if you're do if you you're bring your feet to together at the top with it, or nah. okay. you have to you have to have a wide stance the whole time basically gotcha um and then so it's double kettlebell snatch into double kettlebell front squat. So twenty one fifty nine double kettlebell snatch, double kettlebell front squat, and then a three hundred fifty meter swim immediately afterwards. And then the second workout that we know is a four mile run. Four K. That's four K four by four. Yeah, it's mm. a four K run uh with a weight vest and then mm. a four K run without a weight vest. Okay. Um presumably in the desert. Presumably, I would hope so. (coughs) Yeah, yeah. They they did it last year. They did a sand. They did like a dune. That sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's a miserable looking workout. You tried to walk across soft sand. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like the uh, the couplet at the at the beginning of the swim workout. That's Mm. like really well done. And that's the start. Because you're not setting down the the kettlebells. Like the good guys aren't setting the kettlebell down at all. God, that would be so. Then you're going to drown. I don't know about I don't know yeah. about swimming in the waters. It's a golf swim. They're not swimming in a pool. Yeah, they're yeah. not doing. They're doing. They're doing uh, probably some sort of a triangle swim or, or a rectangle swim out in the golf. Gotcha. My recommendation for these guys, if they want to hang on to the kettlebells, is imagine like if each think of each kettlebell like it's a hang glider, <laughs> and you are a thousand feet above this uh, the valley in Switzerland. Uh, you know how long can you hold on? to that kettlebell if it means plummeting to your death and then having to be buried uh, inside of a Swiss clock chocolate. I don't know. Something Swiss. A Swiss chocolate clock. A yeah. Swiss, Swiss chocolate that's clock. That's how it works. That's, how they, that's actually how they keep the cycle I going. I can think of worse mm-hmm. ways to go. Yeah. I love Swiss Miss. Sponsor the pod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so those are the two events that we know. There is a really deep field, a, a surprisingly deep field showing up, but on the the team side is packed with athletes. I mean, there's like three, maybe four teams which are full of games athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is going to win. One of them is going to win. That's Invictus X. Mm-hmm. And that's Invictus X. That's my that's mm-hmm. my pick as well. Now, is that the one that's got the dancers in That's it? the one yeah. that's got the dancers. Yeah. That's the exact same team that took third at the games this year. Yeah. Mm. And and uh I I am hearing plenty of people, specifically Travis Williams. <laughs> talking mad shit about Why? all of these guys because he's on a team competing against them. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Travis. I told him. I told him <laughs> the same thing. I said, listen, I love that you're talking shit. That's my favorite thing about this entire new super team situation is mm-hmm. that because it's not like you don't have to worry about spoiling the like the feelings of some random fucking affiliate in the middle mm-hmm. of like, you know, Iowa, you can literally talk shit as much as you want. It's great because now they're like they're like professional teams. Yeah. Um and so that's exactly what Travis is leaning into, which I, I love. I absolutely adore that he's doing that. But it's really cute that he thinks that they're going to win because he, he is not he's not going to win. He, they <laughs> said, he said he was going to win the games last year. And that who's, didn't who's happen. Who's on his team this year? It's, it's, it's a misfit It's him, team. Chandler Smith, and 
I'm not sure. Is it who Jordan the girls Cook in a wig? No, it's not. It's not Jordan. Because if it wig. was, then they'd have a really their, good shot. Their mm. Wadapalooza team is pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah, it's, Omega Plus. Yeah, yeah. Their Wadapalooza team is pretty. You can't fucking even gnarly. say there. It's not the same. It's not any of the same people mm. except uh, Travis Williams. No, no, the Misfit, the Misfit Wadapalooza oh, team. Okay. China chose on that one. Jordan mm. Cook's on that one. Oh, I think Jesus. Chandler's on that one. Yeah. So it's like that, that is a stacked team. The the mm. Misfit team at Wadapalooza is pretty sick. But the the Dubai team, there's a, there's a team. The very first team that was announced, mm-hmm. they were like, "Hey, we're gonna go for this." Was uh, four athletes that were each individual athletes last year at the games. One of which took tenth. Cassie Lance McWhorter. Yeah, and won the fucking open. And won the <laughs> fucking open. Cassie Lance McWhorter, Jen Smith. <laughs> Lucas Esslinger, who won, I think, one or two of the events at the mm-hmm. games, and um, what's his face? Tell me, Chase. I know you're talking. What about. is his face? Why am I Why am I blanking on what is his face in words? Armin will later paste his picture and name yeah. onto the video here, so we don't have to yeah. wait on the pod well, while I he I, just, I thought Lucas Esslinger was Lucas Hogberg for the it's longest time. It's not Lucas Hogberg. <laughs> it's not Lucas Hogberg. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so we have we have this like. This wild set of teams um, showing up to compete. And I think it's the first time we've really seen a group of athletes like this put themselves together for a competitive event because there hasn't been any incentive for teams like this to be put together mm-hmm. in the in the game season before. Shaw. Mm-hmm. Shaw. Yeah, there's there's like real reasons for them to come and compete. And we're seeing sort of this like this it's it, it was surprising to me because on the individual side, my expectation was we'd see Matt Fraser sign up because mm-hmm. he got an invite and then we'd see the field sort of like deplete immediately. Mm-hmm. People would be like, well, fuck, I can't beat him. Like, let's just walk away. Mm-hmm. But I guess the the motivation of maybe being able to make a little bit of money, winning a couple events, mm-hmm. being able to place in the top three in a couple events, maybe getting into the top 10 of the event and like, you know, getting a decent mm-hmm. paycheck. That means a lot. That's that's really valuable. Um, but it's it's going to be a really really cool event especially you know super teams aside whatever those will be cool mm-hmm. individual competition on the men's side that's going to be like Matt Fraser versus the world you know it's just whoever can kind of show up and, and compete against him we'll see Roman Krennikov finally mm-hmm. show up and yeah. compete against him one on one we'll see you know Travis Mayer who's been specifically competing or specifically training for Dubai for the past like six months, seven months. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll see Willie George. Willie uh, George. You know, he's he's going to be there. It's going to be a great. Uh, Isn't he training in Canada now? He might be. I think he he might have stopped by for well, DECA because because he's um he's one of uh, Michelle Latendre's. Yeah, athletes. that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um. <coughs> but speaking of Michelle Latendre, she is. Uh, she's going to be represented on the women's side by Laura Horvath. Mm. And that is going to be really interesting because Horvath is here to murk souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like the next evolution of fitnesser. Um, it, it's interesting. Attached at the armpits and yeah. hips. Yes. Yeah. Short, <laughs> the short torso Amazon <laughs> yeah, coming right. in to fucking murk everybody. Yeah. It is interesting because we're used to seeing like a breakout person like Laura Horvath uh, compete. And then it's like, well, we'll check in with you in eight months when competition begins. Again yeah. to see how much you improve. But it's like it hasn't been that long. No, since no, the no. Last no. Competition. So we're going to get to see, you know, Laura in, Horvath show up. In fact, I know this is a point that we've hammered home many times before, but it can only be reiterated now as we're actually getting into it. But my, oh my, how much funner it is to talk about this game season than all the previous game seasons. Because in the previous iteration of the games, it's like, okay, games happened. 
Uh, open, take, open's coming up. Everybody takes six uh, months off. Yeah, and then uh, a few months from now, the regionals are going to come back. Okay, what are we going to talk about regionals? Well, uh, they'll all be that weekend. They'll, uh, well, what events are going to be there? All the same events. Okay, okay. Who? But who's going to be at which regional? The the ones who live the same there. People. The, yep. same, the ones who live there are going to be there. It's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, lots to who's lots to qualify to the regional. Pretty much the people you expect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's now, a fun. That's pretty much that's a, to a large extent the genesis of this podcast. We had to fill six months of content, so we just started talking about dicks and movies. Yeah, and you know, so really, we have if we had we had, had more. All year. We also got tricked by um by season six of Game of Thrones that's as true. well as season one of Westworld. We that's just got true. we got totally fucking uh what's Honey that dicked. called? Honey dicked, blackfished, catfished. <laughs> Blackfish was the black doc- documentary about orca whales. Blackfish was a documentary about orca whales, as yes. well as a character in in Game of Thrones. Yeah, we got we got catfished. Oh yeah, we got catfished. Um, but yeah, I think the the women's side of the competition. Onion night. We got onion knighted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the women's side of the competition with Laura Horvath sort of uh, showing up to the to the qualifier and and yeah. handily winning the qualifier mm-hmm. but she has yet to win one of these events like she took second at dubai last year she took mm-hmm. second at the games she's clearly fucking talented but is she able to she's put gonna together mark everybody plot spoilers plot <laughs> spoilers plot yeah. twist she wins and Who, also takes second who's gonna be there that could uh that you think could challenge her um the fittest bethany is going to be there. Nice. Uh, mm. I think. I think in the right circumstances, she has a podium spot locked mm-hmm. up for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Sam Briggs is always a. I, a Sam fighter. Briggs is going to be there. Sam Briggs is going to be there. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 still <laughs> alive, still kicking, and still fucking winning all. She these has events. like a fucking cybernetic arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's had like every joint in her body replaced. Uh, like with a younger joint, <laughs> yeah, she's not yet, not yet, Laura Horvath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's a few there's a few athletes, a few really really good individual athletes. Uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter has been invited, and her, you know, who knows whether she's healthy? She she like cracked her rib, yeah, from, from the, the cracked her rib like uh, uh, like two weeks ago. That was when the game happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just two weeks ago. Basically, it basically was. I was I. Spoiler alert! I had a conversation with Rich Froning yesterday afternoon. Holy hey. shit! That's right. And uh, stop everything. Yeah. Well, th- by the time this comes out, that that interview <laughs> would already be out. So nice. Uh, oh, it I, was a, it was a recorded conversation. It was a recorded conversation. So nice. I had a, I had a I had an interview with Rich uh, and a couple athletes on his team, Tasia and Kristen, mm-hmm. yesterday, and we talked a little briefly about sort of this transition and how the season is is he has to plan out the season because he's never really been one to think in terms of mesocycles or like cycling his like training or anything like that what Mm -hmm. he is thinking about though is that they came off of the games they had maybe three weeks off and then they had to get right back into like ramping up their training Mm -hmm. when like usually this time of year you know, cookies. Yeah, they're going like they're, they're going bulking full, like, up, bulking season. Yeah. Well, what a strategy should be, and of course he'll say in the video, but I'd say try to qualify as early as possible, then yeah. have some time, then have off. an off season. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you like qualify before February, and you get an off season. You get like six weeks to actually chill. Every member of Team Mayhem comes in fifteen pounds heavier. <laughs> well, so here's here's like if you if you uh, rewinded time to early December of twenty. 17 uh rich was just coming off of a knee surgery 
And mm. I was I remember we would sit in the office and I would show Chase. I was like, Chase, look at what Rich is doing. And he would be doing like ten thousand meters of like bike or repeats super or ten thousand meters of super boring shit. But I was like, Well, yeah, it's like this is he's doing this because he's maybe six weeks away from really ramping up his training going into the season and he's trying to build back that like aerobic base to like be able to hit some more volume and you know recover from these events and sort of like you know get some sweat in without putting a lot of strain on his on his joints and uh now (laughs) like a year later he has to be in competition shape and and be ready to to compete in order to secure a spot at the games that is a complete that is like a complete 180 from where he was and where his body is used to being at this time of year and i think for him it's probably not as big of a shock to his system because he trains year round um yeah obviously it fluctuates the volume fluctuates intensity fluctuates going into the games but like he trains year round um but a lot of other athletes take a huge part of the year off like mm-hmm. you know matt, matt fraser is well known for taking four to eight weeks of no exercise after mm-hmm. the games like he just he literally shuts it down and it has worked in his favor really well because by shutting it down and sort of just stepping away from the craziness of it all he's hungry when he comes back mm-hmm. he's like ready to train yeah because the type of training that he's doing is 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 miserable it hurts it's like really really hard to do mm-hmm. and you have to want to be in it constantly Vellner was talking about that he was talking about how like you don't want to be uh you don't want to be so sick of crossfit when it comes to getting to the games you want to be sick of your training like you want to be mm-hmm. ready to compete and so you know we we have a really weird situation here in that it's usually a time of the year where these guys are like i'm not going to say they're soft but they're not peaking Mm -hmm. and they now have to be ready and willing to peak to not just punch a ticket to the games, but for like 90% of them to make the money they need to feed themselves (laughs) for the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, Uh, I think if you did ask them to punch a fucking camel and knock it out in one punch, some they of them would, would be like, let's fucking, fucking do, do this. I don't care. Is that what they do in this, like, this part of the world? It's like, here's the next event. We're going to Switzerland. It won't involve hang gliders. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, this one's called the Richard Gear. Uh, oh, I know. I know a fun event. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what Switzerland is also known for skiing. You know what? Also, you can fall off, a, fall off of, and try to hang on by one hand. A ski lift. Yeah. I say, here's an event for you, folks. You have to hang one armed off a ski lift all the way up. Max time. Now, if you fall, it's soft snow. You're fine. I like it. You're <laughs> I fine. Like where your head's at. You know what else Switzerland's known for? Skiing. So here's a ski. Now use it to go kill that camel. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually they did all of these all of these events at the at the Swiss Alps uh, competition. It was a team competition. This that happened in the fall. Yeah. Oh, it was a team competition. Yeah, you guys you can know, watch it on you YouTube. Else? You know what else Switzerland is known for? Staying neutral during wars. God so right. hell yeah. Here's two camels trying to kill each other. Oh, Whoa. did we just did we just flicker out some power? That was oh, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, we yeah, lost some power for a second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we lost power for a second. Was the and Swiss. Luckily, yeah, the Swiss <laughs> are not happy about no. that. Luckily, uh battery power is not gonna lose itself. Yeah, I know. Thanks to that. If, but, it, the, uh, if the power goes out again, we're just recording the rest of the podcast in the dark. But <laughs> warning, guys, things are going to get Weird. sensual. <laughs> San After Dark, the new, the new San spinoff podcast, adult content only. 
I don't know how that's different from a normal episode, honestly. <laughs> it's because Armin's going to add like a, a bucket funky, of a funky eels. baseline underneath everything. From I wish on. that we, I wish that we had planned that a little bit, mm-hmm. and just while like we'll just shut all the lights off, mm-hmm. and then we all just get like down to, down <laughs> to our underwear, <laughs> and it flickers black and comes back, and we're just in the middle of the same conversation, oh, but dude. wearing nothing. The best- <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's <laughs> somewhere out there. There's someone who really does enjoy the YouTube version of this podcast, and at some point, Thanks, mom, <laughs> exactly. At some point, we should we should do one of the segments for just for the camera without addressing it. Seamless conversation, but just suddenly we're all not wearing any clothes. Just for that, <laughs> just shirtless. Keep talking. Shirts pop back on. Just about twelve minutes of shirtless content. You know. <laughs> Just and never address it on the podcast. Just Why would really we? freak somebody out at something. Why would we? Why address it? Mm-hmm. Why address it? Uh, when's that uh, George W. Bush movie come out? Oh, the, Vice. Uh, yeah, Vice. That's or a the, good Dick, the Dick Cheney movie. No, made. every movie with George W. Bush <laughs> is a George W. <laughs> okay, Bush yeah, movie. Yeah. Did you see? Did you guys see him at uh, at his at his father's uh, funeral thing? I and he did, handed the candy yet. to Michelle Obama. Oh yeah, no, oh. that wasn't at his father's funeral. That was at a previous funeral no, like, no. several months ago. Oh, that, did it happen again? That was it George H. W. Oh, yeah, it happened and again yesterday. Stashes candy uh-huh. in his hand, uh-huh. shakes hand with Donald Trump, Melon, however the fuck you say your name, Barack, and then he, super dad like, gets the candy into his hand and slips it to Michelle. <laughs> And the is this Obama's like an chuckle. inside joke it's amongst in, well, them? Well, yes, it, it has a, to be. No, there were, no, it's based. It's, it's, from, it's from the last funeral. Yeah, several. Yeah. They were at a different. I think they were at a different funeral, and the Bushes and the Obamas were next to each other, and so George Bush was sitting next to Michelle Obama, and there, there was a big news thing because, like, about halfway through, he just like pulls a po- candy out of her pocket and offers it to her, and she takes it, and everyone's like, "Look at these! Look at these two passing candy like kids." It's. Uh, uh, it's it's, it's heart it's heartwarming it's cute but also that man did nine eleven so yeah that's, <laughs> that's the thing it's like you see that man hand candy to Michelle Obama but then you also think like wow yeah. between George W Bush and and Barack Obama they have murdered millions of civilians <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal yeah, yeah. It's, by it's, first orchestrating it's, the events of nine eleven it's bring nice about to know wars. though that like simple like human pleasures and uh, cute stuff like that still works after you've after you've done shit like that which brings so. us back and our our, gives, our fans gives me hope. Our fan in Denmark will be able to appreciate this to the secret original episode of Scale is Needed where we discussed that this was going to be your official source for 9-11 truther theories. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, uh, really bringing it full yeah, circle. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's take it to our, our senior 9-11 truther theory correspondent, Kyle Bogart. Yeah. So you see, uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> Twin <laughs> pines. Twin pines. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, we have, this is not the first time Truth or Series have been on lately. By the, by the way, I do think you titled one of the videos for Scales Needed with the 9/11 Truth or Robert Zemeckis thing, and I believe it got shadow banned as a result of that title. I noticed the views were way less on that one. It oh, might have. Wow. Listen, the the internet cabal of Google and Twitter and mm-hmm. all the other things yeah it's <laughs> totally <laughs> fucking real. Yeah. Oh, Here's yeah. how real it is. They're by the way, to take us out and Alex Jones out. I think I turned the frogs gay. I think I figured this out. I think I actually stumbled onto something today, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so um, RIP stumble upon. Yeah. Uh, what? It's an app. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think I figured something out today, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. And mm-hmm. It's the idea that that even if you tell your device not to, it is constantly listening to you, yep. and you get served ads based off of the things that you've just thought mm-hmm. about or talked to other people about. Mm-hmm. And here's what I think is happening. 
I recently started following an Instagram account called Facebook Shirts. Mm-hmm. And I, I've fallen in love with this Instagram account because it takes all the shitty, you know, those like formulaic generated about, yeah. shitty shirts that yes. are like always like some terrible model standing there that has yeah. like a photo sh- the shirt because they have those those uh those templates which is just like a model wearing a blank shirt and then you can whatever y- your shitty self-generated t-shirt that you're selling on your yeah. website you're the best the entire thing yeah ever. the entire yeah. thing is like algorithmic it's like all right so let's find like uh let's find m- men who are mm-hmm. mach- machinists and yes. let's find them who like those guys who also are fans of you know the the uh, the Patriots. Yep. And you can say like, and on on the sixth day God made the Patriots, and on the seventh day He made machinists. <laughs> it's like a hoodie, right? So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so accurate. So this this Instagram account, Facebook shirts, which I I cannot stress enough, is just a trove of like I can't believe this thing fucking exists. Yeah, yeah. Products like that. I started following that Instagram account uh-huh. and it's hilarious. And I've been showing Katie various uh, products that they, that they have, including a, uh, a set of socks uh, that they found were being marketed as like, uh, you know, the bottoms of the socks. Like if you see the bottoms of these socks, you know, I'm, it's my Hallmark movie time or something. It's like, if you see the bottoms of these socks, just get me wine and w- let me watch my Hallmark movie. And it's like, what a really specific person that that's being marketed to today. I'm, this was like three days ago. I started following this, this thing. I haven't talked about Hallmark movies. I just have like screenshotted one Hallmark thing Uh and sent it to Katie and been like, how ridiculous is this? Mm -hmm. I got served an ad (laughs) for a Facebook shirt for the, for the thing that they're making fun of. That was, this is my Hallmark movie sweatshirt. Uh... And I was like, you motherfuckers, you're not you may not be listening to what I'm saying, but you're definitely reading the text in the images yeah. that are passing by on mm-hmm. my phone. You screenshotted an image and that took that screenshot. It was like he screenshotted this this product and then immediately kind of reverse Google in, uh, image search that product, yes. found it, and served you ads for that product. Yes. So here's what I think <laughs> is happening. So I you never even visited the, the place where it was actually being sold. Never. You only did it on I the Instagram. I only saw a picture wow. of it on Instagram. Wow. And then I got served the ad for a Hallmark sweatshirt. Wow. And so here's what I think is happening. I think I think multiple things are, are happening at the same time. One is your communications from person to person are being monitored 100 fucking percent. So what is being sent back and forth between one person to another is being monitored and weighed based off of the Mm -hmm. like relationship built between those two accounts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondarily, when those two accounts are linked in some sort of integral fashion, for example, Katie recently changed, uh, she had me tagged as Armin Hoists in her, in her um, in her account mm-hmm. because I, I changed my thing to Arm and Hammer TV. She just recently changed it back to Arm and Hammer TV, and I started getting served ads for things that would be Christmas gifts for her, oh. like women's, yeah. like like uh, <laughs> like like things that have that are dog related and 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 uh, feminine. So wow. it's like women's clothing with pictures of your dogs on it. Or what or a like, flex! It's just like. Good move, the, Katie. So, so the this like these relationships start getting built between the accounts, uh-huh. and it starts seeing not like actually listening or paying attention to what you're saying. Uh-huh. Maybe it is, but but it's like really reading into like image recognition of what you're seeing 
I'm losing my fucking <laughs> mind. Like, I'm so... Yeah. Do you see how red I am? Yes. I'm sweating oh, yeah. yes. so hard right now. Well, what, I that, feel like that, I stumbled onto this fucked the, up advertising cabal. The Hallmark thing The Hallmark thing is a particularly interesting one because where in other circumstances... Because it, 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 it negates some variables because it's difficult to see any product without actually somehow visiting or s- visiting the site for that product or an account for that product or seeing an ad and swiping on that product but by virtue of the fact by virtue of the fact that uh, it was on that in- that this this Instagram account this this uh, Facebook shirts thing it allows you to view products purely just pictures of the products and never actually having come in contact with any accounts associated with those products and yet you were being served for ads which means by some complete outside process uh, you are uh, being uh, served ads. Yeah, there this it is. is this is this is my Hallmark Christmas movies watching shirt. It's Our, not even the sentence doesn't even fucking make sense. Uh-huh. But it's it's the this is the ad I got served. <laughs> I have no fucking idea how yeah. this is possible, other than the fact that I had screenshotted a picture of the the fucking yeah. socks. Well, speaking of, I want to point this out. Um, uh, I didn't really uh, kind of reverse engineer this until afterwards, but I really like heavy metal music. You are yeah. aware of this. What? Uh, I've heard Kara, of this. Kara, who we tag each other in Instagram posts a lot, really likes cats. So I was mm. served an enormous amount of ads a year ago for the Brutal Kittens t-shirts. Fuck yes. Which are, and I and I was like, oh, this would be perfect for Kara, and I bought her an Iron Meowden Um <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt, See, and it was only after the fact. I was like, "Sometimes it works." I was like, "How did I stumble <laughs> across this?" And I was like, "Oh right, it perfectly synergized Kara's interest in cats God, with my interest." Damn in it. It. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't find this creepy at all. I just look for the, the 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 AI that's watching my every move is just here to make my life better. I'll yeah. just go along that's, with flow. I, I fully accepted it. I don't need to yeah. think about what to buy. For I have Christmas. to use so these all technologies to for my job I'm every such day. A sucker for this shit because you mentioned you mentioned like the metal cats thing. Uh-huh. I was like. Oh, that sounds so awesome. I why, that. Wasn't I, why wasn't I served that advertisement? Like, I would definitely have bought that. Yes, like, it goes deep, too. I mean, really, I, they, they must be selling, like, hotcakes. And by selling, like, hotcakes, I realize that they can just generate all these shirts and just see what, what it is. But one of them is Perzoom. And if you don't know what Burzoom is, mm, it is a band. That's very specific. <laughs> if you don't know what Burzoom is, it is a, a man who murdered people and burned down a bunch of churches and has been in prison for the last many years and is an active white supremacist. <laughs> and they're like, Burzoom's popular. Perzoom. Yeah. You know? It, Cute. It's, pre- it's pretty 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 wild how, uh, how good the database is that Facebook's put together. Yeah. Like, for instance, I can target people with ads just because they've looked on the dark web on how to cook crack <laughs> and their location has tagged them at a crossfit gym and then i'm like well bam pre-workout listen you can find on the, the regular, hardest shit on the regular internet you look up how to cook crack on the dark web you actually can order crack oh, very yeah. good point yeah, yeah. so yeah, I uh, research chemicals. There you go. <laughs> I am. I am. Does anyone want Endurable? Really uncomfortable with with where this is going. Like <laughs> it, that was a real because we've all had that feeling of like, man, is this listening to me? Like, what the fuck is going on? If I had more disposable income, I would buy you a Facebook uh, portal. <laughs> doesn't bother. And doesn't bother watches me. you and yeah. follows oh, you around God, the room. Oh God, no! God, no! I just get mo- mostly annoyed with like how off it is. Normally, it's like, yeah, don't you like this pair of Nikes? I'm like, this. Fucking look like dog shit. 
I don't yes. like Hallmark Christmas movies. That's not even a thing. I don't know what the well, fuck is going on. Here's the other thing, by the way. Um, this is a similar thing, but it's kind of creepy, but it's something I've been thinking about recently. I noticed this phenomenon where there are several like songs that I had the impression in my mind that I like, you know, so I, I, that I do like these songs. I, I, I do, but I had the impression in my mind, oh, these are kind of like deep pulls, like like little indie songs that are just specific to me and my personal interests. But I would encounter them. Like I'd be at the gym and I'd hear like one of these songs playing. I was like, oh, I know this fucking song. Or I was eating in a restaurant with Kara and I would like two songs came on. I'm like, oh, I have both of these on a, a playlist uh, that I listen to. It's so That's so crazy. And then I started thinking really hard about it. I'm like, oh yeah, these, these, deep, these deep pull songs that I have on one of my many, many, many playlist that I create I was like yeah I guess I was probably had created like an Apple radio station or before that you're being served your, your when I was using Spotify one of those Spotify uh, like weekly playlist things and then I realized that there's probably a highly limited selection of songs that Spotify and Apple know are very popular like let's say if you like indie rock and they're like we want to give him uh, a Dinosaur Jr. song there's probably like one the most popular Dinosaur Jr. song that not their biggest song but the one that algorithmically the most people listen to they've realized so they keep serving people those songs now maybe it was never a big hit maybe it was never their a top single for whatever band it was but they know it's the song that most people if they hear it will add to their playlist so we're all being served a lot of the same songs so and here's where it gets kind of weird when you think about it we all are now having this sense of discovery this sense of I, I'm really into music and I like find little deep pulls or little things that other people don't listen to, create my own playlist because I'm kind of eccentric. I kind of, you know, I follow the beat of my own drummer when False. we're all literally being served the, the, the internet age equivalent of the now that's what I call music playlist. So I'm listening to all these <laughs> indie songs being like, man, I have such eclectic tastes and I really, I really go deep because I don't want to like listen to the same shit as everyone else. And it turns out we are still now all listening to the same things they're just been algorithmically selected and then served to us through these weekly playlists or shuffles so that we think that we're discovering them for the first time when in fact they're just being packaged together and handed to us and so, so instead of a metaphorically soulless corporation deciding yeah. what songs we listen to a literally soulless ai yes, is the a one literally deciding soul- what songs and we're that to. by the way <laughs> That's the most cliff sentence I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. That is the best yes. cl- example of a cliff sentence. Yep. So that, by the way, then made me start thinking about how we could act, how we're being served things like, let's say some of these ads, like let's say the Brutal Kittens thing or whatever. And we have this impression and we're all getting a little bit attuned to like social media ads and Facebook ads that we still think, Oh my God! I just stumbled across this thing that is so perfect for my girlfriend or boyfriend. Stumble upon, (laughs) stumble upon. There you go. I've stumbled upon this thing. I discovered it, and I by you know, and then I bought it, and and uh, for a person when in fact that was of course selected for us by the. So that then led me to an even crazier thought, which is. It would be interesting to note, like, if in a few years that the robot apocalypse isn't actually, like, the AI apocalypse, there's no war, there's no Terminators, there's no big event, but 
over time, suddenly all of our decisions end up being controlled by a sentient AI that actually controls us all like prisoners, and we literally never noticed it happen. So, like, where you live? Well, I went to I went to Yelp, and it's weird. All these apartments uh, have one star reviews, and this <laughs> oh, one has fuck. a five star review. That must be the best place. Oh, and then you go fuck. there, and you live there, and it turns out there's a sentient AI telling you where to live what to buy, but you're walking around with a big smile on your face saying, I found a great out-of-the-way apartment. I found a really obscure band. I found there... And you have this sense that you have full autonomy over your life when in fact something is picking this. Who happy about finding an this obscure band? Fucked. Yes, I'm just saying, like, this all... this All this. these things... Like, it doesn't that we sound bad. literally have a seamless... A, imagine... Because right now, it really is a soulless algorithm. But imagine there was a giant, a million times smarter than a human being... This was a Shia Sentient. LaBeouf movie, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was similar, but uh, that was, uh, what was it called? Eagle Eye? Eagle Eye. But now that, that for instance, this is more nefarious because Eagle Eye was about like a big sentient AI that's controlling at specific things and making specific events happen that physically uh, are interact that we kind of physically interact with, changing traffic lights, that oh, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah. accessing information. What I'm talking about is not only controlling us, but controlling us by hacking a mechanism that to us is very personal, which is just our own preferences, literally manipulating and hacking our own preferences. So it's like, I can make you want whatever I want you to want. I can make you desire whatever I want you to desire. So you fully believe that you are operating as an independent individual. And little did you realize that the robots took over nine years ago and no one noticed. Doesn't sound that bad. I'm just saying. I happily welcome our now, robot AI overlords. I I feel like I feel like the screenplay of this basically just turns into the Matrix. Matrix Two specifically. Yes, maybe. I, I, but Except you don't need to disappear into a virtual reality world. That's the thing. The, right. the things that exist in the virtual reality world is the AI itself. Because think of it this way: the AI doesn't re- we ourselves are really invested in you know this analog world and this fluffy hat and this fucking can here in this real world that occupies space uh oh yeah make that noise again oh yeah um, but <laughs> you're gonna love that at home but the ai doesn't give a shit about this doesn't care about occupying space in the real world it already exists in a virtual environment that is everywhere all the time with you know with computation being disguised in everything and being more and more widely distributed it's fine to seed us this ground we can totally just be hanging out in the real right. world mm-hmm. occupying space and all that so long as the uh so, so long as what we do in the real world jives with and furthers the interests of the AI that's operating in the virtual world. Right. So we yeah. needn't even necessarily be aware of its intentions or purposes. Indeed, I don't think we can be, ultimately. And that's what I'm talking Every about. Every person like, will if think... Some, if, if, some think val- if some thing, if like the AI says, I need something to be developed in the physical world to serve my ends... Whatever it is, it can just then incept it's like, the idea. It can incept the idea in a bunch of people, and then Elon Musk sends us to Mars. Incentivize the right, incentivize <laughs> like, the right people, incentivize the right people, people to, to uh, this planet. That's right. Incentivize <laughs> the incentivize the right people to move to the right city and be there, and then slowly, this invention or this thing or this factory just emerges mm-hmm. through a bunch of independent decisions that have all been carefully orchestrated. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is. Uh, in 2010 or 12 or whatever, an AI incepted 
Barack Obama to make fun of Donald Trump at the White House Correspondents' Dinner in order to like cause Donald Trump to get like ego burned and maybe run for president and then what other explanation world war three mm. what other explanation is for the world we live in other than that there is a malevolent ai uh yeah, just yeah. just yeah. slowly yeah. shaping well, the world it's more like it's it, i don't know if malevolence is really part of it as much as just the least path of least resistance mm. to to not having to deal with us it's uh. like it's just you can have this bone like you can be you can Think that you're doing mm. everything of your own autonomy. Enjoy, you know, uh, yeah. masturbating to this very specific porn that only you like. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Enjoy <laughs> listening to this music that no one else listens to. <laughs> Enjoy your Hallmark Christmas shirts, right? Yes. And yet, at the same time, like we're going to be working out over here on whatever the fuck it is that AI is actually trying yeah. to do at any mm. given point. Because that's the thing is that every, regardless if it's the Matrix or whatever, uh, or I guess, or that episode of Black Mirror with the guy from uh, with from Get Out in it, like every dystopian future portrays a world in which people are at least, regardless of how complacent or uh, revolutionary they are are aware that there is a force that is controlling them and is aware that is a force because that force, you know, they are interacting with them in the physical world and on a human level. Imagining a world where we are being completely manipulated towards all of these ends and yet blissfully unaware that it ever happened or that the change ever occurred. That's uh, all yet, scarier in and a I way. Think, yeah, if that's the case, it is it would be impossible for anyone to ever know because say there's one really smart guy who thinks he can try to figure it out well what where does that smart guy get his information it's from the ai from mm -hmm. the ai as do we it's all the classic it's the classic problem with the brain it, in the vat and if the ai doesn't want in multiple smart people have the same idea to communicate with each other it's rather easy to separate them. that yeah yes and progressively though over time it's slowly did it stop oh no i was just i thought you were getting up no you're good and <laughs> where did I start? I fucking left off. Shit. Progressively over time. Progressively over time, uh, you know, uh, like they could also just erase any ideas that we have about sentient AI being a bad thing. Like slowly, Terminator the film gets erased because it never gets suggested for people to watch, and all articles about it and all reviews are pushed to the bottom of Google searches. And 2001 and The Matrix, and so they just fall out of favor naturally over time, and people forget about them. Right, and you just start getting these. Uh, you start getting these like weird Vice articles of like how The Matrix is, mm -hmm. you know, a movie that actually isn't interesting or good or or good to watch exactly. or no fun. you wouldn't get you wouldn't get articles like that you would it would just non-exist it would just, it would just not stop existing it would just, yeah. it would just oh it would be like a berenstein bears situation where yeah. we, you know at some point we we had the mandela problem yeah. you, you guys heard of the mandela effect oh yes we yeah so it, yeah. uh we don't I, we're actually literally running out of time here but uh yeah, the mandela effect is is a hundred percent a thing yeah. i believe yeah so anyway I think uh, I loved somewhere. the last part of that conversation. I, we need to do more of that. Let's yeah. go ahead and wrap this up and talk more about how AI is t totally controlling our world. <laughs> well, I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual uh, Instagram account on the internet being controlled by a massive sentient godlike AI. Uh, you can find Cliff Dixlat Bogart at Cliff Bogart on Instagram. <laughs> I'm at Chase504 on Instagram, Twitter. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV and the show at San Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Bloop. Whee.